Hey y'all, Jeremy here. Just wanted to give everyone a heads up that the audio on this episode is pretty wonky. You will ironically hear us discuss Jeff's potentially bad audio a bit, but as it turns out, my audio was the issue. With Jeff currently driving a band across the country, we couldn't really schedule a replacement time to re-record the episode, so unfortunately this is the best we can do. Thank you for your patience, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. And you're listening to the Death Scography Podcast. Episode 71. Episode 71, baby. We're up in here. Our normal (laughs) setup, nothing is different. If my voice sounds different, it's your fault, listener. You're hearing it wrong. (laughs) It's not me being in a spare bedroom with a stage mic taped to a drum stand (laughs) in Lawrence, Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, um... Listeners, if you noticed last week, uh, we obviously we put up the Patreon episode instead of a normal episode. Yeah, it's because Jeff here is got a little late late offer to hit the road. <laughs> yeah, I got kidnapped by uh, I got kidnapped uh, by a group of people. <laughs> yeah, by Zeta. <laughs> yep. Yep. How dare they? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm out here driving uh for our friends in Zeta and we're in Kansas currently uh on our yeah, way. So, we're routing out to Tree Fort Fest. Yeah, so. I was going to say I saw them post about it. I didn't know if that's where the tour was or where your your leg was ending, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll be with them until the end of Tree Fort Fest and then I'll fly home. That's in Idaho. Yes, it's in Boise. I will be uh, at the Shredder one night, which we have never been to because they have never booked us. <laughs> but I'm going to be uh, there. I will say, unfortunately, if you're listening to this, that show already happened. Yeah. This is going to come out on Monday. But yeah, uh, it, it ends. Uh, it ends then. Yeah. But Zeta's staying on, on the road. Make sure to check them. Yeah, they'll be hitting the West Coast direct pretty much directly after this. They'll be jumping over there and then going down and then back. So. But yeah, um, so hey, if you've never listened to the podcast before, uh, we are chronologically working our way through the Death Wish Inc. discography, and every episode we have an in-depth conversation about a particular record. Uh, this week's record that we're talking about is the Grave, sorry, Gray Savior Split LP. Or the Gravier. The Gravier. The Gravier. The Gravier. The Gravy Eater. Ugh. No, this is the Gray Savior Split LP. By pulling teeth and irons. Yep. And we are blasting into the future with this one, Jeff. Yeah. This record came out in 2011. Whoa, damn. Yeah, we skipped from 2007 to 2011. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, it was. I, I believe it was supposed to at, come out. At this, at this point, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it was supposed to come out at a more timely like. You know, thing I'm not surprised. And, <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> bro the the fucking the sound waves i'm looking at your sound waves versus mine and mine are so tiny can you see that yeah you yeah, yeah. little sound waves it's still okay though yeah it's fine i can okay. hear you okay whatever i'll, I'll mess with it in, in post it'll be fine okay. uh, i'm just glad you're here me too you know for the recording this episode get it out to the listeners yeah and then it's, next uh, week because we, uh, it's our commitment to you it's the yeah. that's the death scography promise the death scography the death commitment fuck okay the, 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 <laughs> we're we'll do some stuff sometimes 
Uh, before we get uh, really into the record, though, I did want to talk about uh, the last episode we did. Uh, we did a giveaway. Um, yep. And I w- the, technically, the day we're recording this is the last day of the giveaway. Um, so we haven't picked a winner yet, but we will announce that on the Instagram. So uh, I'm sure that, that announcement's coming the same day as this episode. Is that right? Monday, uh, we're going to announce. Yes, it'll be, okay. it'll be out the same day as this episode. Uh, and uh, I'm just I don't know. We had a lot of responses, a lot of a lot of interaction with it. And oh, I was yeah. super stoked. It was awesome. Uh, a, lot, a lot of new followers. So the motherfuckers be one that record. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out for uh, another giveaway pretty fucking soon. Yep. Maybe episode 75. We'll see how things work out. Uh, maniacs. Fucking maniacs. Uh, anyways, yeah. I just wanted to say that. That's why we're not uh, saying the uh, winner right now because we, we haven't, haven't picked it yet. Haven't we haven't it drawn yet. it yet. Um, but also, uh, like we just talked about, uh, last week, we put up the first two episodes that were exclusive to our Patreon until they showed up on the main feed. That's uh, right. Just as a little teaser for you guys. Yeah, taste. And it seems people are into it, man. Both episodes have gotten a lot of lot of listens. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe so, they just maybe they just miss us. Maybe they just miss us. But yeah, if you haven't checked them out, we put up two episodes: one focusing on "Follow the Leader" by Corn, and the other focusing on. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. They were the records that got us into heavy music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a little sample of what you can expect from our Patreon. It's only five bucks a month. Discography Podcast Patreon. Uh, this month's theme is uh, side projects. Uh, al- yep. Like albums from side projects. And my choice for the month is Rumble Seat. And Jeff? Uh, I'm doing Give Up by uh, the Postal Service. Can I say that uh, talking about Corn and 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 Lincoln Park, like uh, I've been driving a bunch of uh, pretty long drives on this tour, which is why I'm here to do that job. But also with the driver's seat in the van of uh, Zeta is uh, yeah. the first choice of music. Okay. So there's been a lot of new metal. Uh <laughs> And one of my favorite things thus far is uh, a lot of voices uh, singing those classic new metal songs with uh, Latin American accents. I love it so much. I love it. It's so good. I want to hear one of one of them do the corn noises, <laughs> bro. We it's, it, it absolutely has happened. Yes, uh, but also like it's just cool because you know we're the same age and you know we grew up. We were both kids, like we were all kids, like listening to the same music, just like I was in South Georgia and, you know, they were in Venezuela. Different continents, but yeah. still the same. Still. Brings us, corn brings us all together. Yeah, just one step closer. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the actual, uh, uh, let's talk about the, <laughs> the record. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about pulling teeth before. That was on episode 69. Yeah, and they and they uh, won our our decimation. Both they of did. us, they, both of us, picked their record as our number one. We did. Uh, so go back and listen to that. Uh, it's when we talked about their uh, Martyr Immortal record. Mm, yep. uh, and so this is the second time we're talking about them, and it's not the last. We'll be talking about them, I think, one more time. Uh, but this is the split LP that they did with the band Irons. It came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. So we'll t- briefly talk about pulling teeth, but then we'll talk more about uh, Irons. Pulling Teeth, uh, for this this record, it's like two songs. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the a, a little bit of the history of the band just real quick. Released their first demo in 20, 2005, first LP 2006, put out a couple more records. 
and then uh, put their last record out in 2011, which clarification, we got some clarification from them. Uh, Mike and Dom both reached out to give us a little bit of clarification. That last record did come out on A389 as well as Firestarter Records. Oh. Firestarter Records being Mike's record label. Right, right. So Dom's record label, A389, did the vinyl, and Mike's record label, Firestarter, That's did the right. CD. That's right. Uh, we were wondering on that last episode what Firestarter was. Uh, but yeah, so they also played their last show in 2012, but did a re, uh, reunited in 2017 for This Is Hardcore set. And, that's, and, if, you that's want, all. and if you want more in-depth information about the history of the band, we definitely cover it pretty extensively on the, the Pulling Teeth record. Or Absolutely. on the episode, Pulling Teeth episode. Absolutely. Just wanted to give a brief history. And then right. as far as the band Irons, uh, I had never heard of them mm. before this. And I don't think... I don't think uh, it'd be a big stretch to think that a lot of people haven't heard of this band. Yeah. Um, but you have heard of the members, mm-hmm. at least two of them. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking Jake Bannon from Converge and Dwight mm-hmm. Hellion from Integrity. Yep. As well as uh, Stephen Kastner, who is in a band called Blood Fountains. But he's he's, he's mostly known as an, uh, <laughs> Blood, Blood Fountains. Fountains. Pretty, good. pretty good. He's mostly known as an artist. Like He's like an actual... He, like, he a music, artist, like a visual artist? Like a physical artist? Yeah, like a visual artist. artist exactly. Got it. Um, but the band started because in 2006, uh, Dwight approached Jake about creating music together sometime. And mm-hmm. so in 2007, uh, Steven also expressed interest in working with the pair because they were all friends. And right. this led to the formation of this band Irons in 2007. And according to Wikipedia, the band's goal was to create apocalyptic, nonlinear music from a fine art based mindset. Nailed it. They fucking, <laughs> they fucking did that. Yep. <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard of Steven Kastner, he was mainly known uh, through his artwork, like cover artwork that he did, did for bands, uh, including stuff for Rotting Christ, Decrepit, Sun, Integrity, Dang. Marduk, and Pulling Teeth. Mm. So he's done, he's done a lot of stuff, and that's how he was friends with Dwight and Jake Bannon, because he was an artist or whatever. Really? Uh, and then... So there's not a lot of information about this band because this is kind of the only music they really put out. And if you actually are trying to listen to this record on Spotify, it is known as Irons. But if you if you're trying to find it on Bandcamp, it's under the Wear Your Wounds banner. Yeah, I think they just I think you just put it. They just put it all together. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, that makes sense. That's where the uh, Jacob Band single also ended up from yeah. last episode. Um, so the blood of thine enemies. This is kind of all they've really done. So I tried reaching out and Dwid was like. It was really Jake's project, so you should try to reach out to him. But gotcha. as we talked about before, uh, Jake is really busy right now. Of course. I mean, fucking Converge is playing that Jane Doe anniversary set at Decibel Fest. Then they're playing Furnace Fest. So like, yep. he's, he's got a lot of shit going on, so he did not get back to me. But Dominic from Pulling Teeth had a little insider information. Some inside you baseball. Know? Some inside baseball, you might say. Uh, He said it was supposed to be a super group of Jake Dwight and Stephen Kastner, who had a really amazing musical output on top of his artwork. Uh, He did a song called Aurora on a comp that Blasphemer Records put out. So if you want to hear something that uh, Stephen did did on his own, look up that compilation. Uh, Does does Deathwish distribute Stephen's art? Uh, Possibly. I feel feel like I've seen that. I feel like I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, It would make sense. Uh, um, I will say that Stephen did pass away a couple years ago. Right. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what's going on, but um, he was fairly young. Uh, but Dom, he goes on to say, uh, 
as, as, as the music is concerned. I remember the final versions being really different than what sure. Dwayne would show me. A lot less spooky okay. and more dramatic sounding piano music. Mm-hmm. It, it ended up kind of sounding like Super Machiner, which is Jake's one of his projects before, which isn't right. a bad thing at all. I like that band. So, and that's that's what he said. And so, like, that's just got me thinking because, like, well, we'll get into the music, but it's just like the fact that, like, there were maybe more spooky versions of these songs. I'm like, I would love to hear some demos of them. You know, <laughs> right. I want to hear what Dom heard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like where where it was and what it ended exactly. Up. And then, so that's kind of all I have for the band Irons. Like, this is kind of their one output. It mm. not really talked about. I mean, I had never heard of this split. Uh, and like, and Pulling Teeth is very talked about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Dom does go on to say about their side of the split. He said, we kind of had minimal involvement with that release, but here's what I remember. Uh, the song Generals of Dark Hymns was recorded at the same time as our third full length, by Chris Camden at Ultrasound. And I wish we kept it on there as it fits perfectly after Paradise Illusions song. And this split kind of fell between the cracks over time. Hmm. Um, the title came from this interview where we let uh, we let Coons, one of the members, answer all the questions. And he made some joke about being generals of dark hymns. We kind of <laughs> stuck. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and he said this was supposed to come out before uh, our third LP, but ca- ended up coming out way afterwards. Right. So they recorded this at the same time. But like I said, so it was really, really was set to come out 20, yeah. 2008, which is why it's here in the uh, discography order. Yeah, because it already had a number and everything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he said, it is my favorite of all Pulling Teeth songs. Shit. We used to play it live sandwiched between two Left for Dead covers. <laughs> and I was Dang. like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. And then he, he's got a couple more things. He says, it features Rennie Rizmini from Starkweather on what? guest vocals. Right. Uh, okay. He's one of my all-time favorite bands and vocalists. He came to Baltimore and we knocked it out in like a couple hours. He was super pro and prepared. After that, I remember going to this awesome record store and seeing, this is, and seeing Leonard Nimoy albums in real life for the first time. I don't know why he put that sentence in there, but I love it. It, it stuck with him, man. It's very important. It's a turning point in Dom's life. He fucking got ready on the on the song, and he saw Leonard Nimoy albums for the first time in his life. First time fucking, ever. <laughs> he said, uh, we actually did this song live with Rennie once uh, in the last This Is Hardcore set that we played. Damn. I think you can see on 856. He said, uh, as far as the second song on our side, Jake Bannon contributed this remix of Distressed in Time. It was right. a dramatic take that reminded me of an action movie montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he said, I contributed guitar to the iron side of the split. I'm not sure what actually ended up on there, though. Right. I, def remember pl- I definitely remember playing on Lightbringer's End and Jake giving me shit for not being able to play to a grid. <laughs> <laughs> and he said i still can't <laughs> and then the last thing I, I just love this so much overall the record captured a very heavy and dramatic vibe revisiting it made me uh, appreciate it more but like i said it's too bad these songs really fell bl- through the cracks i'm glad you guys are revisiting it yeah. so yeah i mean dom that's what we do here that's what we're doing you know and uh i can basically guarantee I would never have heard this record if we were not here on the podcast because it is something that's just 
I mean, it's just something that, like he said, it just fell between the cracks. Right. And it's not the easiest to find all of it either. Like, no, you kind of got to get not. this here and that there. But yeah, like you said, it's, it, it, it is super hard to find. I, I put all the music in the, in the podcast notes, but there's three different places for you to find it because it's not all in one location. Um, and even Dom, because I originally we couldn't find the remix. Uh, and Dom was like, I don't fucking have that anywhere. And so we ended up finding it. But like, it was just a lot of work <laughs> for this mm-hmm. record. Um, all right, well, let's actually get into the music then. Um, first impressions, like you said, like we said earlier, fucking Irons, uh, they created that apocalyptic, nonlinear music from a fine art-based mindset. They sure okay. fucking did. So, all right, I got to give some context. I'm currently on tour driving a band that like creates like a whole fucking vibe when you... Yes. Hear, hear their music and when you see their music live and like also like a lot of the music that's in the played in the van on like the long drives is like um afro-caribbean or like afro beating beat sure. or like very like pre-colonial music right like a lot of drums and just it creates like a feel and yeah. like it kind of i feel like it has put me in a headspace to like experience the iron side of the record in a different way. Okay. Because it's like, I don't know, maybe like right now, just where I'm at, I'm more open to, um, having my mood influenced by music as opposed to music, just being a thing that I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. And so like, I I kept listening to the irons side and thinking about a dude walking through a desert, like, (laughs) like a post-apocalyptic desert. Sure. 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 Like the shit outside of mega city one and judge dread. Like just, (laughs) you know, it, it could be movie music. Like it, it feels like it could be the score to a movie kind of. No, I, I actually absolutely agree. I, in my notes, I was like, this whole record could be a movie score. And it's long. It's it's pretty long. Like the entire record is like thirty something minutes, because uh, the songs are all very long <laughs> uh, for what it is. But yep. I, I I absolutely agree. I think that I mean we talked about it some on that last episode about the Jay Bannon single. Uh, it's very atmospheric. It's very. Um, it's about creating a feel rather than being catchy or uh aggressive or whatever it's like somber but mm-hmm. not like sad you know what i mean just serious i guess serious yeah 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 um i think as far like it kind of reminds me a little bit of like almost like a trent uh trent Reznor score from like one of his movies that he scored it's like it does feel like a score in the sense of like there are movements and the songs and it's very much like background music. Like you were just kind of saying mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah it's, totally like it's weird to almost listen to it and focus on it because it doesn't feel like that's what you should do. <laughs> I don't right. know. It, it, it's, it's, it's fucking artsy. I, I, I will say that. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's really it's cool. It's it's um, that first song. Uh, 
what's it called? Uh, Letting Go has that really somber electric piano at the beginning. And then it just like builds and builds. There's more noises getting layered in, some strings, some wind stuff, very atmospheric. There's like a child talking. Yeah. And then like that was cool. I really liked All Life Needs Death, track three, has these like really dark strings yeah. over top. I thought those were really cool. Yeah, there's somebody it, speaking in another language at one point. Yeah, I think that's while. on the last song uh, on Sky Funeral. Yeah, on Sky Funeral. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it, it's 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 like I do wonder who created what in terms of like the people because mm-hmm. like they all can create music. Right. They're all musically talented. So it's not like someone's like, oh, I only do vocals or something. Not that that's not talented, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's like, they could have each made some of this music. Maybe they all did. Maybe only one of them did. Maybe, lo- you know what I mean? I love that you said that Dom was like, yeah, when it came out, it was way less spooky than I originally had heard. <laughs> and I was like, "That's." I just had this idea of like, like Jake and the other dude, uh, Steven being like, Dwid, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's like, in a, he's like he's wearing like, a cape and yeah, he's, he's like, like, he's like, oh, holding, oh. Holding, a, holding a candle. And he's like, Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, come on, dude. God damn it. Oh man. He hates us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I will say on track two, I think I do hear some dwid vocals. Yeah. There are, there are some like, aggressive vocals but they're so far back in the back like they're they're definitely not in the forefront they're super mm-hmm. reverby super far back but i think i could pick his voice out there mm. uh, other than that i like i said i really can't tell any distinction of like musical styles because this does sound similar to what jake made on that last record but like mm-hmm. way more than yeah that single right and i've never listened to super machiner not yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't have that comparison or whatever, mm-hmm. but it does. It's cool, man. It's a fucking li- it's it's weird. It is so weird. Yeah, I think it's an integral part of any like Death Wish fans uh, collection just because yes. it is it, just because it is so strange. And yeah. Like, and I, it's the only representation of irons in the entire yeah. catalog. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I was gonna say, and it's on a picture disc. So like they really did like go hard with the yeah, art. They, yeah, they like did it. Yeah. Um it's also also now you're hearing it from here maybe for the first time. It holds one of the members of Pulling Teeth's favorite fucking song they ever released. Exactly. Like and it's I, on this split that kind of fell between the cracks. <laughs> uh and, and, well speaking of the Pulling Teeth side, that that the original song Generals of Dark Hymns. It's a great song. Ooh, yeah. It's a it's great fucking, song. That shit is tight. Uh, it has like that really long, slow build. Like it's like two minutes. There's like mm-hmm. maybe some bells and organ in there. It's very slow. And then you just get like those big fucking drums. Yeah. And eventually they were like, do it fucking get out of here. You're not, <laughs> you're not <laughs> on our side. <laughs> I don't know why we've turned him into a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, maybe, maybe he likes Scooby-Doo. You like Scooby-Doo. I do. I'm a fan. Uh, but yeah. It, and then it kind of transitions into that like, kind of more classic pulling teeth like that fast metallic hardcore shit uh yeah. and then it has that cool ass like organ interlude like straight up like mm-hmm. like shirt like almost like baseball game organ yeah like yes. I love- <laughs> that's what i immediately think of. maybe like cracker jacks <laughs> uh and then 
comes uh, uh they have like the cool like almost like it's not quite um ah shit what's the band doom riders it's not quite mm. thin lizzie doom riders kind of like twin guitar leads but they do kind of do that kind of guitar like double guitar lead thing going on and then you have the guest vocalist from stark weather coming in with like some singing stuff i thought that was really cool uh it's it is a really cool song it is it's definitely different um i mean it has elements of Lloyd teeth all throughout it obviously but like it i think it's cool that it's on this split because it's like it's such a distinct thing right you know it's like it's like it's like while you know dom was like damn i wish it had been on that record because it fits perfectly blah 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 like i think that it's cool that it's got all like it, it still stands alone by itself perfectly fine Absolutely. You know, like sometimes it's just like you hear a side of a split and you're like, oh, damn, these are throwaway songs that didn't have a home. Yeah. But like, yeah. but like this one, it's like this is this song's place to be. It fits very well here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the their second song on their side is uh, Dismissed in Time, a remix by Jake Bannon. And Dismissed in Time was on Murder Immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is it a, was, well. I, it was on. It was on the CD version of Martyr and Right, right. Because um, they needed it to be exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, and so this is a very different feeling version, and I think it's cool. It's like has some cool, pretty string work at the beginning, and uh, he Jake kind of reworked the drums to almost where they sound fake, but like in mm. a cool way. Like mm-hmm. they don't sound like. They're in a room. They sound very like processed. Processed, exactly. Yep. Uh, I thought that was really cool in this, especially in this context. I, I mean, you know, the song is familiar because we did just cover it not that long ago. Um, but I do think it's a pretty cool little remix, especially like to help uh, uh, kind of pad their side out a little mm-hmm. bit more, you know, yep. and it is exclusive to this split. It's the only place you can find it. It's on a, it's in a weird YouTube whole <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah exactly like we we had to we had to do some work to find the song actually uh we had to we had to get our resident uh <laughs> m- music nerd internet sleuth let's rate ab- absolutely everything jesse brady yeah <laughs> uh, to get on the case and he fucking hunted it down for us yeah absolutely and uh yeah it's cool though but yeah i think um like they said this this record is like supposed to be this like heavily artistic thing and Uh i think they absolutely they absolutely did that and i think that um the iron side and pointy side do work together uh, even though they're very drastically different kind of things right um and then just i wanted i did want to talk about the artwork real quick it was done by uh steven uh who's in the band and it's this crazy looking like rushed metal shit with like a uh, like a knife in or like a saw on I think, there i don't I, I think that it's a rolling uh it's a rolling operating tool table with bone saws on it oh okay <clears throat> i think is what it is it's i like can a, see that now it's yeah it's like a um operating room table that makes, not, that not like the sense. table the body lays on but the table that the implements lay on yeah it it, it is heavily distressed so it's mm-hmm. a little hard to see but that that's absolutely what it is and, and also that, like whenever you see that kind of stuff in that kind of color pattern it always makes me think of horror movies you know yes. i.e I. like texas chainsaw massacre or 
hostel or something where there's torture happening. Yeah, you could see literally the word hostel on this as a movie poster. Right. Kind of deal, honestly, right. Or like, like saw and then the two knives are the are it saw two. So there's two yeah. knives, you know, uh, I think whatever. it's pretty cool. I think it definitely fits their aesthetic. And mm-hmm. uh, this is what you would with the with the picture disc this was the image on that so Sick. i'm not sure what it was on the other side i couldn't find an actual picture of the record but cool. um but yeah i think i'm i'm i mean there's not much else to say it's it's relatively like uh bare uh mm-hmm. as, uh as far as music goes but like i think it's a really cool record and i'm stoked that we got to hear Fucking Dom's favorite pulling teeth song because yeah, that's we both awesome. really loved Martyr Immortal so much. Yeah, um, I, uh, for me, like I, I definitely have added uh, the a couple of the. Um, sorry, I definitely added a couple of the Iron Stunes into like some rotations for myself, just because it's like definitely driving music. Yeah, no, it's it's atmospheric driving music, which is very <laughs> cool. <laughs> um. Well, all right. Uh, I guess we can move on to some Death Wish news. Yeah, Death Wish news. Death Wish news. Uh, first off, last week or last episode, we talked about. Uh, get out of here! Stop being spooky. <laughs> uh, last, last episode, we talked about uh, uh, Death Wish signed a new act called Chastity, and yep. they put out a single. Well, they officially announced the record. Hell yeah! Uh, uh, it is called Suffer Summer. It is. Uh, going to be put out on CD and cassette and digital by Death Wish with vinyl coming at some point in the future. Right. Uh, it is being co-released uh, by Dine Alone Records, who is a Canadian mm. label. They're handling the Canadian. I'm not sure who who else they put out. Is um, the band from Canada? The band is from Canada. Got it. So that that's that makes sense. But I will say that if you are jonesing to go ahead and pre-order one of those LPs, Dine Alone has LPs up. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I mean. Interesting. I'll probably I'll probably wait for the Death Wish issue because I yeah. don't know. It just like it's just I don't want to pay international shipping if I can help right. it. Uh, but yeah, so it but it's not coming out until next year. Yeah, it's wild. Fucking January 2022. So the two records that we that were announced <laughs> this year, one came out and one's coming out next year. Yep, that's where so, we're at right now. I God, I hope. Man, I it is only it's crazy. September's almost over, dog. I know it's September, and it's just like fuck. We have like you have two more months of like theoretical release window, and they haven't announced anything. So and also, like, like nobody's going to release a record after December fifteenth. So no, like I you mean, really have like a month and a half. I would say no one's going to release anything in December period. It right, is, exactly. It is October and Dece- November. Yeah, yeah, two months, and yeah. it's like I was when I was reading this. It did. It took me until I was going to write it down to realize that it's not coming out until January. I could have. I would have guessed yeah. it would come out in like November because of how yeah. I mean it's September that they're announcing it, you know. But yeah. that's where we're at. It it it's is looking more and more likely that Death Wish's only release this year will be boss. Like like album will be that boss record. Which interesting. Is very crazy. Um, anyways, and then a little piece of sad news, uh, not like super serious or anything, but Planes Mistaken for Stars and Blunt Razors have officially dropped off Fest. Yep. Uh, and I think I they didn't say anything like this, but you know, uh, one of their members is still dealing with cancer stuff, and I think it like maybe it was like a health reason, but yeah. I hope it's I don't think it's anything like maybe bad. it's just a concern. Yes, that's what I mean. Playing it's it like, safe. 
you know, his system could still be like in like weird, like right. they don't want to risk it. You know what Who I mean? Knows. And I, and I hundred percent get that. I was really looking forward to seeing both of them, yeah. especially because that blunt razors record, it was pretty cool. And it came out last year. Yeah. Um, but people's physical and mental health and emotional health are, are by far the most important thing. So hopefully absolutely. Every, everyone in their camp, hopefully is doing okay. And if not, hopefully they're doing okay soon. Yeah. I will say that, um, a couple bands have dropped off us because, I mean, of course they have. This is a weird, still yeah. a weird fucking time we're living in. Uh, the band Sam I Am recently dropped off. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because in the internet hellhole yeah. <laughs> that is Facebook, uh, ba- basically people were trying to say that Fest bait and switched them. Like oh, they were yeah. like, you did this on purpose. You booked all these bands and made us pay this much money. And then you knew right. that they were going to drop and it's like, well, it's kind no. of, ha- it's happening right now with furnace fest because oh, yeah. so, I mean, so many bands have dropped and like, like literally every day bands drop and dude, they fucking, it's, in, it's like this weekend basically. Yeah. Like, and bands are like a band just dropped yesterday. Yeah. Gideon you know? just dropped yesterday and, and, across, and across five April's got added to the main right. festival, which kind of destroys the ex- exclusivity of the across five April's reunion set at the pre-show. Yeah, but, but everybody's already bought time. tickets to that too. So yeah, so it's just it's just like I get that it's not uh, ideal mm-hmm. and all that, but like these, these promoters are not doing this shit on purpose. Yeah, like, nobody nobody did it on purpose, bro. They're just trying to fucking do a thing and yeah. trying to continue doing the thing. Like you know, last year everything got canceled and they were able to like you know government shut stuff down, but it's mm-hmm. like that's just not what it is this year, and it's yeah, like it's different. especially. It's very different and it's, but it's still weird. So yep. I just wanted to say like whatever fucking festival you're going to in the next couple months, if shit drops, you know, it's bro. Give not, them some grace. Give them some fucking space. Yeah. It's give not, the band some space. It's like, yeah. It's not their fault. Like, I mean, some of it, you know, whatever it, they just, they're just trying to do a thing. So I think you need, I think that folks need to give them, it's easy to bitch on the internet, but yeah, and I understand. And I'm upset that I'm not going to get to see some bands I want to see either. Goddamn. But yeah, like, for sure. just, just give them a little bit of grace. Like they're trying to do the best they can and in an unprecedented situation. But so that's, that's where we're at. And, uh, but anyways, um, so I guess we can move on to what we have been listening to this week. Uh, Bro. I've been listening to you. I, I bet you have a long list. So I'll get, I'll get through mine pretty quickly. Um, three new records, uh, or, or new stuff was that came out or was announced or whatever. The new Military Gun EP, I've talked about them a bunch in the past. I've really been enjoying that. Uh, Taking Meds just announced a new record and dropped a new single. Hey, that shit. That should have been in Death Wish news because, well, oh, yeah. Death, <laughs> Wish adja- Death Wish adjacent because yeah. it was recorded at uh, God City. Yeah, produced by Kurt Ballou. Not yeah. just recorded, it got produced by Kurt Ballou. It's, yeah, it's really it cool. It sounds massive. It's, I love it's it great. so much. Um, if you haven't listened to Taking Meds, it's like kind of like this weird blend of like post hardcore with a little bit of mathy stuff. They do like weird time signatures, but there's also like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's really I just love stuff. hearing that band produced by Kurt Bellew. It sounds yeah. so good. Like, um, Definitely was a great, a great choice. Um, and then today surprise drop from Laura Jane Grace, new record. Uh, oh I shit. I haven't yes. even seen that. What? That's what I'm saying. Seven songs just out today. Just her. Uh, not, not, yeah, just her. Yeah, it's not just devouring mothers. Nope. Just Got Laura Dangerous solo record. Sick. Uh, was it acoustic or is it like full band or? Some of it's acoustic. Some of it's not. F- I wouldn't say full band. I would say there's like electronic drums that she has like a drum machine Damn. playing and stuff. It's cool. It's really good. 
Uh, I listened to that today. And then the last thing, this is not new, but it is something I rediscovered. Uh, there's a band called the, uh, it's L. Michaels Affair, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and I don't really listen to their normal music, but they uh-huh. put out this instrumental covers record of the Wu-Tang's Enter the 36th Chambers. Okay. Uh, and it's called Enter the 37th Chamber. And it's just, they're very talented, almost like jazz-like musicians. And it's uh-huh. them covering these songs, but like kind of straight covers. So they're trying to be as close to the original right. feel. It's not like a cello doing slow cover. Right, you know, right, right. It's like, it's pretty, it's it's almost like if you saw Wu-Tang with a live band. Cool. Uh, and so it's really good and it's really great background music speaking of great for driving right yeah i'm, <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna check it out today i, I put it into i put it at, in at work because it's just a really great it doesn't like super catch your attention until you're hearing like is that the chorus to cream like yeah, yeah what, like, wait a minute what, wait a second yeah uh it's really cool i i just wanted to give that that band a shout out that's what i've been listening to uh, I've got a huge list, uh, so I'm just kind of going to machine gun them. I've been listening to On the Drive. We've been listening to The Smashing Pumpkins, Blink-182, Panic at the Disco, La Dispute, <laughs> Vin Diesel has two songs. Oh, my God. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> Eve Six, Andy the Doorbum. Uh, I also will say I'm allowed to say I've heard the new zeta release in its entirety they did just put out that new single so everyone can hear those two songs yeah there's a video also um which is really funny to watch i love the way wanchi is running in that video (laughs) he's like big knees or he's like high stepping knees but um (laughs) it's something else man like it's always it's always some shit with zeta and like this is no exception. I think this is probably their fucking most magical shit to date. But, um, yeah, man, a lot of that stuff, uh, a lot of Coltrane at night while driving John Coltrane. Yeah. Just a lot of horn and piano shit, but yeah. A lot of horny Uh, piano shit. A lot of horny piano (laughs) shit. Also, I'm full of, uh, vegan hot dogs. I'm sure. Um, well, cool. I guess we can move on to. You know what time it is? Time for some listenership. Listenership. Thank That's you right. so much, Drew. Thank you, Drew. It's listenership time. I got one piece of listenership this week. Hell yeah! Hit me with it. Clinton M writes in uh-huh. two questions. One very serious. Gonna get two. And questions. one very goofy. Okay. Uh, let's do serious first. Okay. What do you think the next subgenre revival will be? And an example of that is Screamo currently enjoying that right now. Uh, a couple years back, you had the emo revival, like in, in terms of like, with like Dikembe and the Hotelier and stuff like that coming up. Screamo's hitting that shit big right now. Uh, I mean... Just look at Jillian Carter. They've been a band for over over a decade, and they're finally enjoying their time in the limelight. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, I haven't really thought about it. I just wanted to talk about it with you. Like, what do you think? Like the next. So, I, like, what we? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, prog rock. 
Prague rock. Prague rock. Wow. Because okay. a lot of people are coming out of the punk, are growing up out of the punk and hardcore scene and getting into like looping pedals and like weird fucking spacey sounding shit. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of it actually on this tour right now. A lot of bands, local bands are like taking nods from bands like uh, Zeta or Chew out of Atlanta. Yeah. Like these fucking kind of psychedelic sometimes like weird, like there are dancey parts and like there's a lot of visual stuff going into shows now, like going into bands, like a lot of bands, like now that shows are coming back, a lot of bands have like a light element or like a projector element or, right. you know, like it's like a whole experience kind of. And I think that uh, prog rock, when you say it sounds lame, but I think like progressive weird music is kind of yeah. coming to like a, I don't know. I think it's oh, definitely on the rise. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I don't know if that's a revival really. No, no. I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you wouldn't say that that is main, that is in the main shit right now. And so it's like, you're kind of watching it come back up. Um, I was just pulling something out of my ass with this one. I think folk punk is going to come back. Oh, days and days is playing fest. I just think about like, you know, it had its, it had its highlights, like, you know, 15 years ago mm -hmm. and like, it's gone down, but I think maybe we're going to see a, I just think it's been long enough that it'll probably come back. That's cool. kind of all I have. You had a real reasoning. I was just kind of thinking I was just bullshitting. No, 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 it's valid. <laughs> Um, and then question two, how many people do you think had their sexual awakening to Lola Bunny from Space Jam? <laughs> I think that it's weird that they sexualized that rabbit. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. But that's not the question, Jeff. How many people? How many? Got, how got, many? Got, how many children? Yeah, sexual awakening. That's what it is. The answer is too many. Jeff. Yeah, that's, the answer that's, is yeah, too I like many. That. I like that answer. Yeah, <laughs> like there are plenty, and it's too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Weird. Like even as a kid, I was like, I don't know. I always felt that way about the um, oh shit, what's her name? Roger Rabbit's wife in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Like as a kid, I was just like. Ugh. Weird. But it, and I'm not saying that like you weren't right to feel that, but they did like lean into that whole thing. Like, oh, totally. Like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be like a dingy, yes. not for, it's cartoon, but you know, it's not, not for kids, for right. kids. But yeah, like Lola like, Bunny in the new Space but, Jam. But motherfucking uh, <laughs> Space Jam is absolutely for kids. Yeah. And Sp Lola Bunny in the new Space Jam, definitely not sexualized. Right. They like actively, scale it back. Act actively different because they couldn't get away with that today. Yeah. No. But, really. but yeah, I think too, a bunch. Too many. Is yeah. my, <laughs> absolutely my answer. Uh, thanks, Clinton, for writing in. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, next episode. It's a big one. It is a big one. Drum roll, please. Uh, we are gonna be talk yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God, the next LP from Blacklisted. This is fucking crazy. Very excited, very excited about this episode. We may have special guests. We sh we are really trying to have special guests Multiple on this one. Guests, uh, you know, fingers crossed. People are touring right now. It's you know, yep. It's hard, but 
Either way, very excited about that record. Also, um, also, friends and neighbors, if the sound quality of this episode is a little crazy, uh, I want you to wholeheartedly blame me and don't send your hate <laughs> mail to Jeremy because uh, I am, in fact, out of my normal element and somewhere in Kansas. <laughs> With a mic attached to a drum it definitely, It is definitely <laughs> taped to one of Eduardo from Zeta's drum stands. <laughs> Uh, there's a 3D printer right here next to me. Uh, that's there's sick. two pit bulls here. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the next episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please subscribe, review the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, it all helps. Leave that five-star review on, on Apple. Fucking help us get back to number four in Finland. Hug us up, baby. Hug us up. Hug us up, baby. Hug us up. Hug it up. I don't know, man. My brain is full of fucking Spanish. Like, like right now, it's like, <clears throat> they say the, like, the, the best way to get into a language is just to immerse yourself in it. And you're well, in let a, me tell you, I have learned how to, with... I have learned how to say some filthy things <laughs> in another language. I was going to say, uh, birds and roasted at my house one time and they're from France. And even just like yeah. the 12 hours I spent with them, just them talking French at each other. I was like. Totally. I could see why yeah. they, why they say that because you can get the inflections, you can get like what they're saying. Roughly. Also, you get context clues by whatever it is that they're doing while they're exactly while they're speaking. But also, like um, Ivan, which is one of the members' cousins, uh, we're staying with him here in Kansas. He said, "You shouldn't think about it like learning another language. You should just think about it like learning more words in a language, different ways to say things in a lang- in a bigger language." Sure. So like it's all Thanks. part of one language. It's just a different way to say something that you already know how to say. And I was like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. But um you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Deskography Pod. You find us on Twitter at Deskography or email us at deskographypod at gmail.com. Personally, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Iron Raygun. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Carbomb Sermon. That's right. And yeah, so you know. If you enjoyed those Patreon episodes that came out last week, please think about subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, five bucks a month gives you access to, I think there's 22 episodes. There'll be two more up Yep. Uh, soon. Uh, but anyways, I guess we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>